So we're reading from Ephesians 1, verse 3 to 10. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Christ, God has given us every spiritual blessing in heaven. In Christ, he chose us before the world was made. In his love, he chose us to be his holy people, people without blame before him. And before the world was made, God decided to make us his own children through Jesus Christ. That was what he wanted and what pleased him. This brings praise to God because of his wonderful grace. God gave that grace to us freely in Christ, the one he loves. In Christ, we are set free by the blood of his death. And so we have forgiveness of sins because of God's rich grace. God gave us that grace fully and freely. God, with full wisdom and understanding, let us know his secret purpose. This was what God wanted, and he had planned to do it through Christ. His goal was to carry out his plan when the right time came. He planned that all things in heaven and on earth would be joined together in Christ as the head. Excellent. This is how it's going to work. I'm going to split, I'm going to split today into four sections, right? It should be fairly obvious what they are. They're even different coloured. Um, anyone would think I was kind of a reception year one teacher. Uh, I'm not. I teach year six, but I, I trained for this. This is what I trained for. Um, and we're going to think about four things. Okay, so first of all, if I've got these right, we're going to think about what. Is that right? So we're going to think about what is redemption. Uh, and then we're going to think about who. Ah, oh, okay, who. Um, who can be redeemed? Uh, and then thirdly, we're going to think about how. How does redemption happen? And then number four is uh, when, when does redemption happen? Uh, and between each day, it's very simple. We're going to do a section and then we're going to sing a song. And so we're going to do lots of singing today and lots of exploring. It's very exciting. Um, so let's start by thinking um, what. So we're going to start by thinking, well, what is redemption? Uh, now... Around the room, I've hidden some, or not just me, but Kenny's done some and Rob's done some as well. I've hidden some different coloured sheets. Um, and it's very clever because the colour of the sheets is the same as the colour of the section we're going to be looking at. Um, so first of all, uh, we're going to be looking at what. So what colour sheets do I want? Yellow. The yellow. Now the rule is you can only find them if you're a child. But if you're an adult, you could point and say, over there, or there's one, or something like that, Okay. So can I have, yeah, can I have, if you're a child, could you find me all the yellow bits of paper hidden around the room? And, and are there not going to be any leaves, near any leaves? So you don't need to go near, near any leaves. Oh, thanks, Eddie. That's, that's good. Oh, I think I've still got two or three, maybe. Thank you. This is very exciting. So we've built ourselves a sentence. Hopefully it makes sense. Um, and I'm going to explain it if it doesn't. Uh, the sentence is, uh, God buying us out of slavery. Did I get them in the right order? Excellent. So the sentence is, so what is redemption? Redemption is God buying us out of slavery. Or we might say, uh, God redeeming us or God ransoming us out of slavery. And to explain this, first of all, I want to think about um, a story in the Old Testament. Um, you might remember God's... God's people, and he called them the, the Israelites. Um, and they, at one point in the Old Testament, they were slaves. They were slaves under, under the Egyptian ruler called the Pharaoh. And, uh, and then God set about a plan, and this plan involved Moses and Aaron. I'm going to read you a little bit from um, the Beginner's Bible. Um, because Moses and Aaron, they went to Pharaoh's palace, and they said, you must let the Israelites go free. If you do not, God will punish you. 
And Pharaoh said, no, I do not know your God. And then he made the Israelites work even harder. So they were still slaves. And then God did some things. He changed the river into blood. And Pharaoh said, I will never let the Israelites go. And then God sent frogs to Egypt. And they hopped all over the place. And Pharaoh said, take the frogs away and I will let your people go. But when God took the frogs away, Pharaoh said, no. And God sent lots more plagues to Egypt. Pesky gnats, frenzy of flies. The animals became sick. The Egyptians' skin became sore. There were hailstones and swarms of locusts and darkness. But after God had taken away each plague, Pharaoh still said no. And Moses had one last message from God. He said, if you do not let my people go, the firstborn son in each Egyptian family will die. Pharaoh refused to listen, so God kept his promise. And all the firstborn son dies, and Pharaoh finally said, go now. And then there's a bit more where where Pharaoh chases them, and and they go through the Red Sea. But, But God rescues them. God sets them free from slavery. And that's an Old Testament picture of what redemption is. And the price, I didn't have this in the story, but, but when all the firstborn sons died, to save themselves, the Israelites, they had to kill a lamb. And they had to paint the blood on their doors. And if they had painted blood on their doors, they were set free. And so the ransom or the price that brought them out of slavery was the blood of a lamb. Now, you might say, we're not slaves. We're not working under a pharaoh or a master. We're free. We, we can do what we like, as long as, long as we don't break the law. We, you know, we're free to do what we like. We're not in prison or anything. We're not working for anyone. Not in a slavery way. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says we're slaves to sin. And we need to be rescued from that. And so redemption is God saving us from slavery to sin. God buying us with a ransom. God paying for us to become out of slavery. He sets us free. And that, we're going to think about that a bit more in a minute. But first, let's, let's sing another song. I'm going to sing What a Mighty, Mighty Saviour You Are. So let's stand and let's sing together.
Okay, so we've come up with um, our definition for redemption. Um, it's, I can't remember it. <laughs> Could someone read it out for me? Anyone? Go on, can you, can you read the, the bit in yellow for me? Thanks, I can remember now. It's God buying us out of slavery. And so our second section is, uh, is who? Well, who can be redeemed? Or who needs to be redeemed? Now, I sort of gave this, I sort of gave this away in the first section because I, I used the word us. It's God buying us out of slavery. And actually by us, I, I don't just mean us. I mean anyone. Which, which leads us to the question, well, why does anyone or why does everyone need redeeming? Why does everyone need buying out of slavery? Well, we just said the Bible says we're slaves to sin. So what do we mean by sin? Well, sin is anything that is against what God wants. Well, what does that look like? So um, to answer that, we're going to going to use the purple bits of paper and that's going to tell us some of the different ways the bible calls sin and so can i have children children only can you find me all the purple bits of paper around the room hannah go look for some purple bits of paper go find some purple bits of paper so we've got a list we've now got a list of different things the bible says about sin or different ways the bible says sin looks like um one of them is lawless you know, not living according to God's law. Hostile, hostile against God. Living an empty way of life. I realise I should have put this on some kind of stand, shouldn't I? Um, but it's right, it's for the kids. Um, trespasses is another word for sin, so living a life full of trespasses. Living an earthly way of life, not God's heavenly way of life. And living as God's enemies. But all of those things are slavery to sin. But also we know from our own lives what that looks like as well, don't we? We, we hurt each other. Yeah, we, not, not, not often physically, but often verbally. We, we say things to each other that hurt each other. We, we look at things that we shouldn't look at. We think things that we shouldn't think. We don't do the things that we should do. We neglect people's needs and we, we neglect others around us. We selfishly think about what we want. And we want the things that other people have. My sister, she's a farmer. She's a farmer up in Leeds. I've always wanted to be a farmer. And sometimes I look at her life and I say, I want that. And that's, that's, us, that's us being slaves to sin. We want what other people have got. So, well, who, who needs setting free from these things? Well, everyone does. None of us can say, I don't need setting free from those things. We're all sinful. We all do things that are bad. We all go against God's law that's given to us in in the Bible. And that's the problem that we have. That's who needs needs to be redeemed. People with this problem of sin. Paul says um, in his letter to the Romans, he says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It doesn't matter what your status in life is, young or old. Whether you're a student or a teacher, whether you're employed or unemployed, whether you're male or female, all have sin. And what's worse is that this slavery to sin, well, it ends. It ends somewhere and it ends in eternal punishment. Sin that goes against God, God who is good, has to be punished by him. 
And if redemption does not happen in our lives, if we're not redeemed, if we're not bought out of slavery, then we're destined for hell. And that's a very sobering thought. But the next bit is, is, is going to be really great because it, it tells us how this redemption can happen. So we're going to see next how we can be set free from this slavery of sin. How we can set free, be set free from this list of things that are sinful. But before we look, before we look at that, let's, let's sing together again. Uh, we're going to sing. We've learned this song, um, sung this a couple of times looking at Colossians. We're going to sing, Deliver Us From Evil Lords. just seen that we have we have a problem mankind has a problem that problem is that we are slaves to sin we've come up with a a list of what that looks like Uh, and we need rescuing we need redeeming 
from this problem. We need redemption. Redemption is God buying us out of sin. So um, we're going to use... Um, we're going to now look at, well, how does that happen? This is, the, this is the exciting bit. How does redemption happen? Is that a green one? Hang on, not yet, not yet. Eddie, wait a minute. Uh, um, we're, we're going to use our, our Bible passage, some of the Bible passages that we read at the beginning for this one, um, that tell us um, how, how God saves us from slavery. And I've picked out, I've picked out some key phrases from this Bible passage, okay? And these are on the green pieces of paper. Okay, now you know what to do, okay? Go find me the green pieces of paper. So these are, um, and I apologise, they're not in order, but, but these are the four, what well, I think, the four really important bits of information in our Bible passage. So Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5, it says, In love he predestined us for adoption. That's the first phrase that I've picked out. What that means is that God chooses people to be part of his family. God chooses people. Okay, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do a little bit of drama to help us understand this. Um, so you can choose someone in the room and, can you, and pretend you're choosing them for something. So just point at them and, and choose them for something. Go, go. That's what God does to us. He says, he says, come. Come and be part of my family. That's his offer for everyone. His offer to every single person is, come and be part of my family. Let's keep reading. So verse 5. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ. We're going to come to that in a minute. In accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us. God, which he, God, has freely given us. That should be one of the things I've picked out on there. So we don't have to earn this. We don't have to earn this. This is what we call grace. It's God's richness God's generous gift of, of redemption at his own expense. And this is the best present we could ever have. So, so let's imagine it's your birthday or Christmas. And you've got, you've got a present in front of you. It's, in, it's on your lap. You can't sit like that with your legs crossed if there's a present on your lap. Okay, and now, now you pretend you're opening it. And then when you open it, it's the best present ever. Okay, go. That's the best present ever. And now, God's redemption... Is a million times better than that, okay? And so your reaction should be a million... When we think of God's redemption, our reaction should be a million times better than that. So, oft, so often we accept it kind of half-heartedly. Oh, yeah, it's great. God's redeemed me. Praise God. We should celebrate that. Let's keep reading. We're, we're at the end of verse 6 now. Which God has freely given us in the one he loves. That's his way of describing Jesus. In him... That's Jesus. In him we have redemption through his blood. And so earlier we had adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ. And we have redemption through Jesus' blood. In order for a slave to be set free, a ransom has to be paid. Something, something has to be exchanged for the price of that slave. And this passage, it tells us what was exchanged. Jesus. For us to be set free, God sent his son, Jesus, who was willing to be tortured and nailed to a cross to have his blood shed. And that was the price for us to be saved for our sin. And it's Jesus that redeems us. 
So verse 7, in him, Jesus, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. The incredible result of redemption is that all the things that we do against God, all of the bad things we do, are forgiven. Remember I said earlier that, that sin had to be punished. Well, Jesus steps in and takes our slavery to sin and he puts it on himself. And he takes the punishment that we deserve. Those list of things that we came up with earlier and those things that we thought about, they're wiped away. And God chooses to bring us into his family. We can't earn it. We can't buy it. He buys it for us. That's what we had, that word we had in our definition. God buying us out of slavery to sin. Not with money. No amount of money could buy what God's given us. But with the precious blood of Jesus Christ who died on a cross and shed his blood so that our sins can be forgiven. Do you remember our story in the Old Testament? Do you remember how God saved his people, Israel? They were slaves to the Egyptians and he set them free. And the price for the exchange was the death of a lamb whose blood they painted on their doorsteps. And this is what redemption means for all of us as slaves to sin. God saves us and sets us free. And the price of that is the Lamb of God, his beloved son, Jesus, who takes away the sins of the world. There is a danger, isn't there, of thinking that that we've earned our own salvation, that we've somehow done enough good, or because we go to church every week, or because we read our Bible every morning, that we're somehow redeemed from slavery. Well, that's not true. Because those things can't save us from the slavery to sin. Only the blood of Jesus can redeem us from slavery. So our last thing we want to know is, well, when does this happen? That's our final piece of the puzzle. We're going to sing another song, and then we're going to find out when this happens. Let's stand and sing.
Okay, so let's quickly recap. Um, so we, we've, we've realized that, that we have a problem, okay? And that problem is slavery to sin. But there's a solution, praise God. The solution is that God sets us free through Jesus' blood. And we've said that, that God offers this to everyone. And the, th- the thing with an offer, though, is it has to be accepted. I don't know anyone else here got the Little Plus app. I can't be the only one here with the Little Plus app. It's incredible. If you don't have the Little Plus app and you shop at Little, you must get it. And, and the way it works is that... Sorry? Is there an Aldi one? Oh, that's just copying. Anyway, I'm sure the Aldi one, I'm sure works the same way. But, but every week on the Little Plus app, uh, there, are, there are coupons. Uh, there are offers, okay? So, for example, you might get a 15% off deluxe granola. Or 15% off smoothies or yogurts or something like that. But in order for those to work, you have to, you have to go on the app and you have to activate the coupon. If I want my 15% off deluxe granola, I have to accept the offer. Otherwise, I've got to pay the full price. Tom knows where we're going. <laughs> and so so how, do we accept, how do we accept God's offer of redemption? Well, these are my last few bits of paper. These ones are a bit boring and you'll find out why in a moment. But... Um, you go and find the, if you go and find the blue bits of paper. No, I'm joking. I was just, just, trying, just trying to make Eddie look at his bit of paper and go, what? Uh, no, go find the red bits of paper. Okay, off you go. I don't know about you, but the children have noticed something about these. It's, it's what makes it a bit boring. In fact, I'll tell you what, can you turn around and show everyone what you've got, your piece of paper? What do we notice about all these bits of paper? Yeah, they, they all say the same thing. Um, anyway, the, the, reason, the reason this is a bit boring is because they all say the same thing. They all say, believe. In answer to my question, when does redemption happen? When you believe that God has redeemed you. In the early church, there was a time when, uh, when Paul and Silas, they were some of the people, in the, they were missionaries in the early church, and uh, God had set them free. Um, they were in prison. God sent a big earthquake. And all the prison doors blew open, things like that. And God set them free. But they chose not to leave their cell. And the jailer, the guy in charge of the jail, he, he, he brought them out. And he said to them, sirs, what must I do to be saved? Or he might have said, what must I do to be redeemed? And they said, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. When you believed, when you accept Christ, when you ask Christ to come into your life, when you ask him to forgive your sins, you are redeemed. Redemption becomes part of your story. When you believe, you, you become part of God's family, which is the church. Not church the building, church the people. When you believe, God freely gives you his riches. You don't have to buy them. When you believe... Your sins are forgiven. And all of this through the sacrifice of Jesus. However, there is still sin in us. We know that. We, we still mess up. We still do things we aren't meant to. But Jesus' blood, for those who are redeemed, Jesus' blood covers these times. And there's a day coming when we get to meet Jesus. And God will look at us and say... You are redeemed. 
You have been set free from the slavery of sin. Come and spend eternity with me in heaven where sin is no more. And we know that because the same Jesus that died as a sacrifice that we remember on Good Friday, we remember on Easter Sunday that he rose again and is seated on the right hand of God, ready to come back one day. Ephesians 2, which is the next chapter um, after the one we read, I think it summarises redemption, it summarises what we've talked about today really nicely. And if you just get your Bibles, have a look at Ephesians 2. I'm just going to read the first seven verses. It says, in the past, your spiritual lives were dead because of your sins and the things you did wrong against God. Yes, in the past, you lived the way the world lives. You followed the ruler of the evil powers that are above the earth. That same spirit is now working in those who refuse to obey God. In the past, all of us lived like them. We lived trying to please our sinful selves. We did the things our bodies and minds wanted. We should have suffered God's anger because of the way we were. We were the same as all other people. But God's mercy is great and he loved us very much. We were spiritually dead because of the things we did wrong against God. But God gave us new life in Christ, with Christ. You have been saved by God's grace. And he raised us up with Christ and gave us a seat with him in the heavens. He did this for those of us who are in Christ Jesus. If you're not a Christian, redemption can happen. Redemption is for you. That offer is there for you. But you have to believe. Redemption can happen today in your life if you believe what God has done for you. The offer is there, but you have to accept it. And the problem is, if you choose to ignore the offer... You have to pay the full price, which is eternal punishment. God is calling you to be part of his family. And if you would like to do that with someone today, ask myself, ask Rob, ask Bethan, ask anyone here who is a Christian. People would love to lead you to Jesus, to love to bring redemption into your life. And if you are a Christian, praise God. Praise God that he has brought us, brought us out of slavery to sin By the precious blood of Jesus. But also ask for forgiveness for when we don't live like we've been freed from slavery to sin. Which often we don't. And also think and pray for those who are still in slavery. They need to hear of God's redemption. So let's pray and um, and then we'll pray together. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you that you... You take us in our slavery to sin and you sacrificed your son Jesus so that we can be bought from that slavery, so that we can be set free. And Lord, we pray for those uh, of whom we know that's not true. And we pray, Lord, that that you would bring them to know of your redemption, that, that you would use us to tell them of your redemption. Also, Lord, we want to say sorry for times when we don't live like we've been set free. Thank you, Lord. I pray, Lord, that all of us today would be able to to know your redemption, to know what good news it is, to know why we can celebrate the fact that you have redeemed us. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.